Yay! What's up? Not much. Hang on, it's finishing up my lawn here. There we go. Good. <laughs> hey man, I'm, I'm allergic to some of those weeds. I just can't keep this thing going. If I only had a lawnmower. Uh, 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 uh. You're back. You're back from Gonzo vacation, and you still keep the hits coming. Oh yes, I got my sad trombone back. Dusted that off. I found my soundboard site. Uh, I finally stopped being blacked out, so I am actually cognizant and conscious. Oh, yes, that did occur. Uh, I thought you were going to say you stopped being black, and I was like, that's a very weird statement. Well, I never was in the first place. But I mean, that makes it even weirder. Not even, not even from the waist down, I was, so... Yeah, I know. But, yes, uh, see what else is going on. Yeah. Just, it's been a busy time for the Gonzo world, thus the uh, delays. Well, I mean, school's out, so... You know, we really fall in the swing of the thing when the kids are away. And, and the Gonzo guys yeah, can play, so. And is it really Gonzo if we follow a schedule? No, it's not. No. So, just, you know, it's what it is. So, but, so speaking of schedule, uh, I was scheduled to pick the next movie. Uh, and, um, and, and I'm just going to go ahead and say, if you haven't guessed it, uh, it, it is Lawnmower Man. Two. It's not the first one. Why would we ever do that? <laughs> it's too. It's too watchable. Uh, yeah. So, more Man to Beyond Cyberspace. Uh, Job's War. Well, why did they rename it? Uh, I don't know. Was it, was it just because it was like straight to movie and? I think they. Um, there's a whole lot of crap with this movie. But, oh, there is. Uh, but uh, no, I think they did. They released it once on DVD called The Job's War, and I think they released it again with a different title, thinking people would buy They're it. They're like, oh, again. it's 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 retcon. It's it's Lawnmower Man Four, and it's like, no, it's not. It's the same piece of shit you watched last time, if you watched it. But we actually watched two movies. Yeah, in fact, you're right. It was retitled for the video release, but we did watch two movies. Um, we not only uh, in in the haste of, of reaching out my fingers uh, across the electric ocean of the internet and pulling out this this sweat stinky uh, bile of fish uh, of a movie um, I accidentally grabbed the wrong one you're like oh you must have grabbed Jeb's War no you must have grabbed Beyond Cyberfit no what I actually found uh, is is a fan a fan not, not like a electric device that blows air around let that let that sink a in. A fan edited remix of Lawnmower Man Two. Think about that, won't you? Yeah. Let that sink so, in. So, especially if you are playing along at home and watch Lawnmower. So Man basically, 2. on this uh, bulletin board system uh, where I had discovered this thing, um, uh, the guy who cut it said he was so disappointed in the sequel when he loved the first one so much that he decided to reinterpret it uh, or, or make it uh, better. Um, now, uh, it may be hard to locate this because word may have gotten out that Job uh, found out that this was recut and he pulled it off the cyberspace. Um, but if you do have it across it, um, we can tell you tonight, not only with the original movie, but with also this recut one, 
uh, when they're not to fast forward. And oh my god, Tim, it it was really hard not to fast forward. Especially whatever one you watch second. It didn't matter which one you watch first, but I think I think the... it kind of compli- both movies kind of point out how both of them suck. Yeah, they. I mean, the guy who said, "Oh, I want to make this better because it's such a horrible sequel." Let's not raise Lawnmower Man one up to some great level. It's it's, it's a okay. Movie. It's your it's a typical uh, Stephen King movie. For those of you who don't know, uh, Lawnmower Man was actually a short story that Stephen King wrote. Uh, and when people were cashing in in the mid nineties, uh, on like all these uh, Stephen King short stories. Well, actually through the 80s and 90s, right? You know, It, Carrie, you know, some of the bigger books, but also some of the smaller ones. Running Man. Running Man was a Stephen King short story, too. So, um, but, yes. This, so, this was uh, somewhat disowned by Stephen King, if anybody know. He sued the producers um, of the, he sued the production company, I forget him. It doesn't matter. He sued the people who put it out because they put his name on it, and he said they borrowed like one thing from his short story, and the rest of the movie was already written. So it looks nothing like his story. Oh, yeah. His story was about a guy who comes. This guy hires a group to mow his grass, and this guy shows up and starts his automatic mower, and then crawls behind it naked, eating the grass, and then they sacrifice the guy to. Um, uh, Pan, the god Pan, because the guys are, are they're like little wood nymphs or something. Yeah, so so which, <laughs> which is obviously exactly like this movie. <laughs> so uh, so you can in essence say that the Lawnmower Man movie came out was a was a fan recut of the uh, Stephen King short story. Well, they released it once as Stephen King's The Lawnmower Man. Oh, uh, that's uh, a no no. He sued them uh, to take it off. They took it off, but then they released it on video as Stephen King's The Lawnmower Man, and he sued him again and won. And then they released it on Laserdisc as Stephen King's The Lawnmower Man. And this <laughs> time... Disc. They, this yeah, time Stephen they, King didn't, because he's like, who the fuck has Laserdisc? I do. <laughs> but, yeah, but you only get, you only get uh, karaoke videos so, on Laserdisc. I get karaoke videos in the complete Tex Avery collection. Yeah, that, that's acceptable. But uh, I don't have the Lawnmower Man, nor will I. And uh, so Stephen King's Lawnmower Man goes out on, on that, and they started charging the uh, movie studio who put it out um, ten thousand dollars per day that they did not comply with taking it off the title of the box, and it was ten dollars ten thousand dollars a day paid directly to Stephen King. And uh, that apparently uh, he was mowing. He's, so he, if you've got a be sitting around that says Stephen King's Lawnmower Man. That's a collector's item. It's probably worth you know four, five, six dollars. Yeah, Stephen King really mowed down the competition on that. Well, he has a handful of things even on his website where he disowns like the film interpretations of them, and he won't. He doesn't even list Lawnmower Man. There's other ones he doesn't like, but he lists them as stuff that was interpreted from his work. Wow. So, so, so with that beautiful backstory, you must wonder how did Mike come to this conclusion? Well, first of all, it was put up to vote. Uh, I put it up on on the old uh, the YouTube or no the Facebook page, and uh, I blasted out on Twitter. Uh, it was actually ended up being a tie, uh, awkwardly enough. Um, the other movie, which I will not mention as well because that may be a future contender, who knows? Um, but the point is, this movie won, and what inspired me to nominate this thing 
a couple different factors. Uh, one, uh, this great TV show, uh, Orphan Black, uh, has Matt Fuhrer in it, who is featured as Job in the sequel. Um, so that was also, you know, and Orphan Black is kind of science fictiony, a uh, good science fictiony. Um, but he's also plays a better bad guy than he does what we find out in this movie. But also, uh, for the, for some of you folk out there, uh, Matt Fuhrer also played somewhat of a cyberspace type entity uh, before Job in Lawnmower Man. And that, of course, is uh, Max Headroom, which is a TV series. I think it also ended up being a movie, if I'm correct. It was a made-for-TV movie slash ad-for-Coke. Well, yeah, it was an ad-for-Coke. But he, uh, so Matt Fuhrer has had some experience under his belt, like, actually playing, um, playing, like, a, uh, what would you call it, like a a television cyberspace kind of... This is Max Max Hedrum. And what you're about to witness is one of the most sinister-sounding intros to a trailer to one of the greatest epics ever produced in the history of television. And there's more. Because you are going to see it as well. Yes, it. Yes, it. Yes, namely... The Max Hedrum story. And afterwards, that is directly following, I want to talk to you about something even bigger. Namely, my, my, Max Hedrum. So, sit back, relax, and enjoy my film. Hello, haven't you fetching so I put a hot like a spark? Just neuter a hot Wow. Well, these rock things are all very well if you like them but you know no ordinary people like you and well ordinary people like you oughtn't to be afraid to speak up for classical music sopranos 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 that was a little bit of a fan remix back there but uh you get the gist oh he was also i don't know if i might be the only person who who really liked this 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 sitcom that Matt Furrow did? It's called Doctor Doctor. Oh, nice. Do you remember Doctor Doctor? Oh uh, yeah. It's on like half a season, and they yanked it. Well, it must have been on Fox then. Uh, I think it was on ABC. Oh wow. Because they did they had they like did a really bad shit crap version of uh, Doctor Doctor as the intro song, and it was just it was like a sitcom version of that. So. Yeah. So, um, so I, uh, I, yeah. So I, I remember that as a kid. Um, so I was like, okay, well, um, let's see if the, uh, if if the old uh, Max Headroom can come out, and it almost did. So, um, so with that, without further ado, wonderful backstory, uh, more interesting than this movie. Uh, let's talk about this movie. Um, so I think you probably get catch the whip that we thought was a giant turd. Oh, uh, I mean, we've watched worse, but this is pretty bad. Uh, I think this is a this is this is watchable bad though. I think um, this is watchable. I, it'll hold your attention if you if you only watch in one version of it. Won't you watch it the second time? <laughs> yeah. So okay. So it's, it's getting less watchable. So the original Lawnmower Man, uh, the uh, the the. Virtual reality is king. It's it's one of the kitschy things from the '90s, like this and like Disclosure, 
In other movies, like VR is the way of the future, man. The future. It's all virtual reality and stuff. And even, and I think the best out of those set of movies uh, had to have been what's that Ray Fiennes movie? Um, Strange Days. Strange Days was amazing, and that's about as close that as on, uh, that. That was more like uh, on par with like a, a Google Glass kind of thing. Yeah, but I mean, it it, it, it dealt with you know uh, separate experiences. A real problem. Yeah, I think the problems they dealt with in, in Strange Days were much more. Um, I don't know, almost a little bit more uh, in tune with what stuff you see today, with what gets filmed and put online and yeah. experienced and seen. That said, the Lawnmower Man does none of these things. Yeah. <clears throat> I remember when like the future of video games was going to be this. <laughs> oh yeah. Right. And then they're like, oh yeah, we can make it just like real stuff. And then the Virtual Boy came out. And then the Virtual Boy came out. And then it was like red, and I hated it. And it came out and gave people seizures, and then it went away. Yes. <laughs> so. Yes. But, um, oh, this, I'm trying to think. There, I've seen, based on the first movie, I don't remember the first movie being set in the future. No, so like, that's that's the big that's a big difference. Like that was my disconnect with this. Amongst they them. they like, threw everything out the window. They're like, so they ended up like, um, they they ended up like showing this one scene where like the lab blew up because at the end of the last movie the lab blew up, and Joe, what you think you you get teased that maybe Joe escaped or whatnot, um, and yeah. Downloads himself the last second. Yeah, this is from the. This is, I should note this is from the remix, not the one you probably. Well, find. no, the uh, the, uh, the no in the original they, one they do show that Joe gets rescued at the beginning. Well, they show, but do they show him escape from the last movie? I don't think they. No, did. no, no, no. But I'm re I'm recapping from the first one. Yes. Okay. So so he gets into this body. It's Matt Fuhrer, but uh, the twist is that he's got no arm. He's got no legs, uh, so he's got to be in a wheelchair. Uh, so he can't really get around as much, but it's Job in there. And then, like, some research corporation, like, used him. You get this, uh... Oh, what is that? Oh, you get some, uh, flashback where, like, this judge says, your Chiron chip doesn't work. And this guy's like, but no! And then that was, like, it. It was some flashback about this Chiron chip that's supposed to be, like, this replacement for this amazing, like... Uh, VR type utopia thing. It, it didn't make any sense to me whatsoever. Well, he lost the patent for a chip that didn't work. So yeah, something like yeah, that. some some MacGuffin that's a chip that does a lot of stuff. But it doesn't quite work. So the fancy pants bad company has to have Job to finish it. And it's and it's obviously read by this Brian Cox wannabe guy. That's. Yeah, that's who you're writing. Uh, I could not put a finger on it. And he, he Brian, actually, he actually, for me, was the most entertaining part of this movie. He at least had a character to him. He actually developed his character. They didn't develop it. That's that's a stretch. He had a character. I, uh, I, I, he had the best line in the movie. We'll get to that here soon. But he, he's like Brian Cox and Rip Torn had a kid. Yeah, and then it was like some blonde hair lady who bleached her eyes blonde. Her eyebrows blonde for the role or something. I had to look it up because she, uh, she was his goon. Pretty much. For all purposes. So, so flashback. Um, 
Yes. They get jumped out of the fire. Yeah. And then they're like, build the Chiron chip. Okay. And it's like you you finally you find out that they're gonna like rebuild them or give them legs or something in return. But they keep saying that out in front of them like we'll give you legs, but you got to finish doing this work. And... Yeah. So and the only way in to do it is to do like VR do or something. VR. So the, the guy, the head guy, had like um, the the head guy had like this vision for some virtual reality city utopia, not unlike the plot line for RoboCop where it's like <laughs> it's a shithole city and then we're gonna make everything so great and pristine and clean it's a shithole city that apparently went into a shithole at the same time that it became super technologically advanced yeah so in the years from the first movie to this so we movie. get blasted into the future right because I'm pretty sure the first movie was set in like the year that yeah. it came out in the 1990s and so from that movie coming out it blew up and within the same year or not the same year, within about six years, because the one actor that transferred over from the first movie is the kid, and he was like 10 in the first movie. He's supposed to be 16 in this. He's probably 20. Yeah, well, and uh, it's the same kid who was the kid in Last Action Hero, so he's had some winners. Oh, it's that kid, isn't yeah. it? Oh, God. I didn't even... That's why the name's... And he familiar. was also in My Girl, too. Uh, <laughs> he knows how to pick the roles, that kid. No, he doesn't. Oh... Um, <laughs> I want to say something. He was in uh, Babysitter's Club. He was... Um, that was before Lawnmower Man 2. Uh, I'm just going to get endless shit for this. I liked Last Action Hero. Oh, no, I liked it too. I thought it was pretty cool. I thought it was... It was I'm not saying it was a great movie. It's not my favorite movie ever, but it was passable. Uh, the only problem I had with it, I think it was like... It laughed at itself too much, I think. Yeah. Plus, it was in the great... There's a good era of movie soundtracks, and that was, like, it. Like, Last Action Hero, uh, The Crow. There was some... Terminator. Yeah. Terminator There was some quality, quality soundtracks coming out at the time. So I was... Uh, I, not unlike... Actually, you can make a case for today's Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack. should be pretty good. Um, I saw... I've heard some yeah, of that. Yeah, but there was a good couple of years right in the middle 90s where soundtracks were the shit and uh, Last Action Hero was right there I mean freaking ACDZ's Big Gun come on that yeah. was cool um, so um, if not to get uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger dressed up in the music video and to do the guitar hop thing like the other guy did so <laughs> at any rate um, yeah so that kid it's in the future he's wearing a froofy little French beret and he's somewhat of a hacker. And I looked it up. I can't tell if this was out before or after Terminator 2. Um, it's right in that sweet Because spot. he does the same thing. He does the easy money thing. Yeah. Where, where, like, some guy calls to off something at some bank ATM, and he, like, captures it or something. He's like, yeah, now we have the credits. And it's like, what? Okay, whatever. Well, and... The kicker is, it's like, okay, they're projecting the future that happened really quick. And then people still use pay phones. Yeah. Now, they have car phones, which was accurate for the 90s. People did have car phones. But they added a video to it. Okay, video phone, no big freaking deal. But the guy, they nabbed this guy's credits because he's using a pay phone. So it's like you have all this technology where you can virtually go flying over the Amazon, which we'll get to. Uh, 
and fly over the Amazon, although oddly looking like you're being held by strings. And uh, but you still have to have payphones, and you have to have removable media as well. So. Yeah, it's just all over the place. Because it's still it's the uh, the long de- dreaded uh, mini disc, basically is the format that they choose to use in that one. So uh, all the little things they put into the computer are mini discs. Um, and actually, uh, Terminator Two, nineteen ninety one, Lawnmower Man Two, nineteen ninety six. Aha! So obviously they ripped off. Uh, it was, it was an obvious rip off. <laughs> well, you know, that's back when 1999 could be a, you know, a dark year or like dystopian future kind of stuff, but like all the cars look different. It's like, boy, that's a lot of change over a short period of time. But yes. But uh no, I think there's definitely some rip off of the little T2 thing there. And he's become quite the there's a little hacker cult and they live in a subway car. It's like the buttercream gang of the future. <laughs> yeah, so so they you show them playing around, right? And they're like, they're on this crazy, stupid cycle thingies. And then the, the dog shows up. They get like into some underground okay. rail station where they hang out, and they all decide to jack into VR. And it, <laughs> I can't wait. Did they? Did they actually? I can't remember. They say they jacked out. I was like, why did they? Could have made it. Would have been so much funnier if they'd used. You better jack off before you do that. Yeah, so exactly right. But then, like the jack- doofus, the, the doofus kid was yelling at the dog to put the VR cycle CD disc in so they can have VR cycles to drive around, and it was just this hap basically in the first in the movie where like it's in the I'll say this this is something I noticed in the fan cut. Uh, mercifully, he cut the scene with the dog. Yeah, I that was one one to nothing fan cut movie. I was like, okay, good move, but in the in the long version, uh, they go into they jack in and they're like flying over this really shitty looking Amazon forest kind of thing, uh, and all of a sudden there's an air and they just so fall that's in one the thing sky. to point out. Now, whereas in the first Lawnmower Man, it was completely computer generated uh, or, anim- or animated, animated. Thank you. This one, it more was like a green screen where these kids were in quote unquote VR. But really, it was just them on a wire with a green screen behind them, and there's like stuff happening. And occasionally, they mix in a little bit of computer animation, and they have them drop and land. And apparently, they're in a war zone for whatever yeah, reason. Yeah, and then guess it, who shows up out of the blue? It's it's Joe. Yeah, and then the kid's like, "Joe, you're back." It's like, okay, <laughs> whatever. And he's like, "And Joe, a giant gold diaper." Yeah, giant giant gold. They, Jumpsuit. Did you kind of, well, his jumpsuit was there, but it looked a little thick in the old... Yeah, it looked uh, like he pooped his pants. He had like a... Uh, what do they call those things? A cod piece. A cod piece. Probably, like, he probably the, pooped know, out a cod. piece of cod is what he did. And it was I, a, the virtual joke doesn't have to poop, but it sure looked like they put some adult diapers on him. Something. Or either that or Matt Buer needed to work on his midriff or something. There is something to miss there because, like, his, it's disproportionate with the way the rest of his costume is. Yeah. So, um, anyway, it's a, it, it's an interesting look. But so they find Job. Yeah, they find Job's like, "Oh, you're alive! Here lives. Like, I need your help. Find Doctor Benjamin Trace. Cyberscape is dying. I guess that's Skype or Cyberscape or whatever." It's a, Cyberscape. Yeah. Tell him I'm building the Chiron shit, and then and then that's it. 
Yeah, he's like, well, he won't. Jack, how do you know he'll he'll jack in? And he's like, well, just tell him I'm building this. I'm going to make his chip work, and I just need to. I need to know what this Egypt thing is. That's all you get, Egypt. So then we cut to uh, like some senator coming in, overseeing the operations of this virtual reality system that Rip Torn or or whoever the Brian Wolf or whoever <laughs> Brian Cox got Brian Cox slash Rip uh, Brian Torn Brian Torn or. Uh, <laughs> Or Rip Cox. <laughs> Rip Cox. Let's go with So Rip Cox uh, welcomes a senator who is Mr. Lipman on Seinfeld. He was on some other stuff too. He's in a lot of stuff. He, this guy comes, he's a character actor, pops up a lot of stuff. Uh, apparently he just needed a paycheck for this one. Yeah, apparently he represented the Church of Bob too with that, that pipe as well. I, I was like, whoa, what's going on with that? So, um, but uh, finally, the senator is like, "This is all too creepy and new technology. I don't like it." Um, and then, like, he says something else, and then it's like, "You're gonna have to land it in the lap." And then the Rip Cox says, "My lap is your lap, Senator." Which is <laughs> <laughs> within the scene, it makes sense, but it's like that's really kind of sexually suggested. exactly. I was like, he's like, he's like, we can't put all this power in your lap, Mister. Uh, Rip Cox. And he's like, and he's my like, lap is your lap, Senator. Lap, senator. <laughs> I was like, wow. Pardon me? <laughs> what? Pardonnez-moi. Are you saying you're going to blow this, Senator? Or the Senator's going to blow you? Or what is this? <laughs> this is not making any sense. This movie is veering off in a really odd direction. Yeah, but, so... Uh, it didn't know. So, so um... Yeah, ping, so they cut to uh, Joe playing ping pong ball while in this VR thing trying to build a city. And then you get the the other lady that's working on it. And she's she's a throwaway character. I hated her. She was useless. They just needed, like, a good female character. She's the good guy. Girl. Yeah, that's all you need to know. So, um... She, she likes Joe, and she thinks that she keeps pushing for him to get his legs, and... So meanwhile, so so meanwhile, this kid um, comes back and like he finds Trace, Doctor Trace, who's become a full tilt hippie. Like, seriously, like the whitest guy that you know, with the bluest eyes, and the and the fattest, lamest dreadlocks that you have ever seen. And um, I don't know what nationality Patrick Bergen is, but he's not American. He's not American Indian either. He's, well, no, he's he looks like Dr. Quinn medicine. It was but. insulting, almost. Uh, it's just like, can you, why don't you just tattoo hippie on his forehead? Pretty much, because uh, that, that's what they were going for. Well, but then they but then they kind of gave you, he's a hippie, but then he was like talking like he was Native American. It's like, he's from the, he is from the UK in some capacity. Because there's a couple scenes where he gets agitated and he's yelling and you can, his words come out odd. Yeah. Like, like Liam Neeson doing an American accent, odd, that kind of thing. When a Brit can't quite do an American accent unless it's Southern or Texas. Yeah. So it, there's something amiss, you know. You're kind of like, those words don't look right coming out of that man. And he's not Native American. Yeah, so the kid's like, you should come back and do all this stuff and jack off or whatever. And, like, like he's <laughs> like, no, I gave that up. Goodbye. And he's like, okay, I don't know what to do about this Chiron ship. And he's like, what did you say? Well, well, Mumble mumble, MacGuffin. Mumble mumble, MacGuffin. What? Oh yes. Okay, I'm in. Um, well, he gives him a disc to show them falling out of the rainforest. Yeah. 
Luckily, he's got one little mini disc player out under his, you know, plant, his greenhouse. Exactly. It was such a hypocrite. I wrote that. I was like, wait a minute. You know, one of the earth now with your shitty ass dreadlocks. And then you're like, somebody gives you a floppy disc. And you're like, bam, DEFCON 1. But it's going to be one of those things where he's going to like lift up one of his little hippie statues and all the plants would turn around. There'd be all these fancy computers and stuff. <laughs> It'd be like, it, it would kind of be like the Batcave, wouldn't it? He'd just slide down. The I was just like, oh, let's see that he had everybody fooled. That would be kind of cool. I will note the fan edit uh, cut him actually watching the kids fall. Like They basically, in the long version, as I'm going to call it, that he puts in the disc and watches footage that happened earlier in the movie and they show it again. to do that. In, in the fan edit, he puts the disc in and they cut to the next scene. And I'm like... So, and that's what happens. The guy's like, oh, I need to, like, go. I need to, like, do something. I'm inspired. So he, like, hangs that's out with... Joke. He, like, he like hangs out with the kid in the, in the subway alley, right? Yes. And then this is where I kind of... This is where I lost <laughs> it for Matt Viewer. Because Matt Feuer was like, they okay, so the kid's Jack Ann or Jack Hoff or whatever the difference is. And this is when he starts dropping the one-liner. So, yeah, so, like, he didn't, the, the, the hippie guy didn't, like, Jack in. Uh, but then, like, the kids go and they find Job. And then Job starts talking to Smack. And I swear, he's trying to be the, I think either Matt Feuer was trying to be, like, a low-rent Jim Carrey. Or, or something, but it was just incredibly terrible. I'm going to try to pull up... Oh, ignore that for a second. I'm going to try to pull up that, where he starts cracking wise. Yeah, because this is the closest where he like reverts back to almost a uh, Max Headroom type thing. But I was, for the life of me, waiting, waiting for him to go, Oh, righty then. He was like, yeah, poor man's... Uh, he was a poor man's Jim Carrey on that. Okay, here we go. And this is from the recut, so his voice will be modulated to sound like Jeff Fahey's voice from the Oh, dude, it's not even worth it. Oh, did you... So, that was the other thing. We actually had to, like, rent the movie to watch it, which is kind of interesting, because you can't find it at all. This movie sucks so bad that even, even on, like, on the streaming services where most of all the crap shows up real easy, not this one. No. And so, yeah, I had to rent it, too. I, I forked over three bucks to... To Amazon. Oh wow! $3, mind you. You know, you know I why tried... he was trying to be Jim Carrey? Why is that? He was actually Lloyd Christmas in the Dumb and Dumber TV show. Oh god, they made that show. Yeah, although uh, it was more of a uh, cartoon show. Yeah, I, I remember it though. Oh no! And a guy by the name of Tom Kenny played Weenie. Do you know this? Do you uh, know this person? Tom Kenny. Oh, I know who Tom Kenny is. He's not. It's K I N N Y. It's K E N N Y. Oh, is it? Oh no, Tom Kenny. He is a voice actor. He does SpongeBob. Okay, I've seen him. He's done some. Uh... He does. Um, uh, he might have done his lines anyway. He uh, he looks like the guy that has done some sitcom stuff. He's he's done some sitcom. He has big kind of nerd glasses yeah. and curly hair. But he's a, he's mainly a cartoon. Either voice that or like some stand up. I might have seen him do stand up. He, he might have done stand-up as well, but he's SpongeBob. I think he did some Ren and Stimpy voices. Um, he does he does a whole slew of cartoon characters. I like voiceover work. That's uh, and Q2, the uh, Tom Avery Laserdisc collection. Tex Avery Laserdisc collection. I love it. It's great, except I have to flip the disc over periodically. Wow, and that Dumb and Dumber TV show is one of his first gigs, too. 
Oh, God. Oh, he was in the movie How I Got Into College. Yes, he was. Wow. Which I, I mean, I haven't watched that That's in a long good time. Movie. You're dusting off some gems. I have, uh, yeah, I have, there's, yeah, that's a good movie, too. Anyway, so. Here's, here's a little Joe being cracking wise with his modulated voice from the fan edit, which I would, if you're gonna. Well, we'll cover the fan edit here, too, so. It's gonna have to build a little tension here. There's a runaway subway car. Jurassic Park. I thought you said the trains didn't run through these tunnels. They don't! It's heading right for us! It's heading right for us! Get out of here! Go! Get Here we go, the supercomputing by mashing a keyboard over and over again. Go, Patrick Bergen, change the track. Oh, I think he quit. I think he cut some of it out. Oh, you know what? Fan it, it cut some of it out. Oh, even better. All right, good for him. Another point. All right, the fan edit guys started to get a little more respect in my book. Fan edit two, original zero. I'm giving it three because he cut the viewing of the disc. Oh out wow! Too, so. Wow! I got him. I got him three zero so far. So, uh, so, needless to anyway, say, needless to say, it wasn't good at all. No, it was lame, and it, I probably shouldn't even wanted to play it. So yeah. So Chiron ship. So Strangled Egypt. Some cool keyboard and for the Chiron ship. It's like, it should be noted that the Chiron chip is a pyramid-shaped item, because we all know that's what computer chips are shaped like. Three-dimensional pyramids. Uh, the hippie guy goes jump... By the way, the hippie guy goes jumps in the subway to save the dog, which is always... That's one of my pet peeves, is when a pet survives, or they make, they make extra special care that some animal survives. Well, you know, it's one of those things... If I go back for my dog in a disaster, I'm going to die. Yeah. I might do it, but I'm probably going to die. So they always, and it's ne- it's always the same thing, right? You always know they're going to get a- get out of it, so it's just fake tension. Did they ever establish whether or not that dog got away from Godzilla in that one movie? Don't even bring up that movie. How dare <laughs> Godzilla 98. <laughs> Although, I'm going to the Rift Tracks uh uh, mocking of Godzilla. Because I don't know that they exactly showed the they showed him run off screen, but I don't know that they said he lived. The people who wrote the movie hated you enough to where they didn't give a fuck. They're like, fuck yeah. you. You get to lay awake at night and wonder that. It's like if you want to save the dog, then save the dog. If you want to drown it, drown it. But let's let's get some let's close. Do this. Loose ends, people. We gotta tie them up. Let's go. Yeah, this, that wasn't in the night. Let's not. We shouldn't venture into the Godzilla '98 world. Oh. Yeah, so basically they, they hacked the video, they got in there, they got away, and then they kind of figured out that that Dr. Lady, good lady, had a relationship with Captain Dreadlock, 
and uh, <laughs> Captain Skip. No shit. And uh, right there, made me realize that maybe Ed Harris, maybe that Doctor Trace looked like Ed Harris from the Truman Show, uh, and Matt Fiora was like Job or like Jim Carrey, which even like completely tripped me out. Um, so uh, <laughs> Lawnmower Man Two, the Truman Show. Exactly, and the uh, so. So there's two things going on. One, Trace is going to track down and stalk the Platts lady. Meanwhile, since the senator said no, uh, Rip Cox talked Job into crashing the senator's plane. And credit to the senator, he flew he flew coach on a commercial airline, so good for him. Even though everyone on the plane died along with him. <laughs> was he? You know, remind me, was he smoking on that flight? Uh, I don't know. Maybe not. And I think they had stopped doing it by then. It's right around the time. It's the future. No, because the future, everybody's vaping. They're not smoking cigarettes. Oh, yes, that's right. Well, you know, that's accurate. Yeah, I've seen people mod vapes, too. Like, um, I've seen videos where they they have a soldering iron and electrical equipment, and they'll take these vaping cigarettes, these electric cigarettes, and then they'll, like, jack them up. To where you'll get like a ginormous drag off of them and all this other stuff. It's crazy what these people are doing. It's a whole new culture in and of itself, actually. It's not not unlike jacking in and jacking off. Jack in, jack off. That jacker. <laughs> um, I was just I was pulling up the IMD page, IMDb page on this and. Uh, SNL's Molly Shannon played a homeless lady in this movie. <laughs> now I might actually go back just to look and see if I can spot her. Uh, good luck with that. I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> no, I actually, I, I, you know, I really wouldn't do that. But. So, like, oh, that's that's was awesome. Is like, so the doc goes into the VR and like, uh, oh. gets a mingling servant. Guess who gets a mingling servant? Oh, Joe takes over this guy or something. Um, he crashes a senator, blah, blah, blah. Uh, the senator was going to tell him not to do their little fancy. They weren't going to, he was going to say no to their takeover. So they kills him. He has like a virtual PR conference with the president and all the world's leaders. They all jack in. Yeah. Because untested technology is great for the world's leaders. And he's like, and you're like, hi, Mr. President, how are you? He's like, you ready to jack in? Well, okay. I've never done this. I've never done this before. (laughs) Yup. Seem to like when they jack in, they all kind of seem to like startle, like, Rrr! and uh, so they all go into the virtual world. And uh, then Joe basically is like, Oh, by the way, I can control everything, and you're all screwed. I wrote a note the lady, the lady was digging through uh, files too, oh, right? Yeah. And even the Joe, the picture they had of Joe in the f- computer file looked pensive and mean. I was like, man, he's pissed off even in his profile photo on his on his like electronic record. <laughs> and yeah, and it, and because the future of the file is not Manila, it's uh, metal. It's metal and and awesome. It's kick ass. <laughs> Other than that, it's it's still just a paper file. Yeah. So basically, like the kids build new cyber center. The lady gets curious because like the uh, ex lover hippie guy. Like Skip Trace was like, hey, you know, planting a seed of doubt. Here we go. So she digs in. She finds some weird stuff. So then she goes and talks to him, or something. And then, she- yeah, she goes and steals the file and realizes that 
I don't. What, I can't remember what she finds out because it just doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, because in, they end up going back to this stupid ass research facility, and they like they break in with <laughs> because like uh, Indian well, Indian bur- Skip Trace well, guys huh. is like was like super hacker all of a sudden, so he was able to hack his way in, and <laughs> I was just like. Uh-huh. So then, like, him and the kid from the S-Action Heroes at, like, the Chiron chip place. And the hacker guy's like, just use an ice cube to to deflect the laser. And it was absolutely retarded. Oh, and it and it works, like, it's like, okay, it worked. And then it's like, the laser melts the ice cube. Like, man, it's morons. I think it's, good job, Dr. Skip Trace. Yeah. So somehow they eventually, like... They go out the recycling chute. Yeah, they somehow escape, and they're like, we got the cube. But then, like, Ripcox is like, ha-ha, you fool. You bubbling fool, you! To the head of security guy, and he's like... Fancy, the fancy chip in the in the room with all the security. I have it in my desk room. Right here, ha-ha-ha. Uh, That's part of why I liked him so much, because even when, like, um, like, skit, like, Dr. Trace and the Rip guy, like, they meet, like, uh, like it's cool because Ripcox is just eating some buffalo wings and talking some shit. I'm like, that's, that's pretty He's funny. Like, well, well, it's gonna go down. So, like, uh, whatever. You know. Yeah, it is, man. Mm. Mm. Oh man, buffalo wild wings. Mm. It's, yeah, <laughs> it's we, so matter of fact. It was awesome. I I liked him the best in this movie. Oh, you know what? Because you mentioned. Oh, wait a second. I was gonna. I do need to cue up that one line because it's just fabulous. Yeah, uh, we got to give him some rip Cox, The one actor who deserves some mention in this. So while that, while that's happening, they like they escape. It's yeah. um, a dupe, and then the guy says, "Don your iPhones," which I thought was weird. Yeah, was like they knew about iPhones before Steve Jobs did. I think Lamar Mag too could put in a claim. Apparently, uh, you know. It would be it'd be interesting if like the 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 screenwriter for this movie sued Apple and won. <laughs> yeah, and then I'm gonna write more Lawnmower Man movies. Oh yeah, our hero, like yeah, our hero, like so. The the vibe I got is that Job is trying to build like Egypt. It was like an Egypt thing with the stupid suit that he was wearing and the city and the, and the Chiron pyramid chip. Some weird it, shitty. It reminded me big... a lot of the Watchmen. It really did. There's like a half baked ooh yeah it did. Half baked illusion that like the like the, the little cyber block that skip trace left in the program of the chip uh was some kind of like the flood with Egypt flooded. Yeah. It, they tried to explain it, but they did a really poor job. And here's a little bit of just rip cox for just for simultaneously, so a network based inside VR. No, and here's the science by the way. So next miracle. Please. Jennifer. When you hook into the library of Mark, Hang on, I don't want to get us in trouble again. So oh, no, no, that's only video. I bet yeah. your city. You hook into every library in the world. <laughs> I don't want to get us blacklisted for everywhere everything again. Online for everyone. Well, yes, it's very pretty, Jonathan, but I think we'd we be placing quite a concentration of power in your lap. <laughs> My lap is your lap. <laughs> 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 oh, that Rip Cox, he can sure act. This is him. Oh. Ooh, child. My lap is your lap, sir. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so, um, 
So they're oh. at the uh, they're at the Indian reservation, and they're like, they're like, oh, we're hacking in, and um, they realize that it's fake. But then, like, Job somehow takes over a helicopter, uh, which I don't get. Um, it, I guess if you knew the first movie like really well, you could say he has psychic ability. Yeah. Yeah. But it, that's a stretch because, you know, I hadn't seen the movie. I did not watch the first one prep to this. And I was like, how the hell is he controlling a helicopter from being? Well, and what's worse is that they get away. And it's your classic trope of running away from something exploding and jumping at the last second. <laughs> Riding the green screen. Yeah, it's like the blades coming around him and they jump. And they like, it was like this little mound of dirt they get behind and somehow they're safe. Made no sense. But, uh, so. <laughs> Wait a second, you mentioned the chicken wing scene. It's here, right here. Here's some more rip cocks for everybody. Well, what a surprise. I didn't expect to hear from you so soon, Doctor. You've got to stop Joe before it's too late. Too late? What happened to your sense of loyalty, Corey? That's the lips smacking the word Walker. Is that Dr. Benjamin Trace? Listen, Walker, you've got to take Joe offline immediately. What do you see, Doctor? I would love to accommodate you, I really would. But it's not an option I can exercise right now. Listen to me, you stupid bastard. If you do not take him offline, you will have no options. No one will. Are you threatening me, Doctor? <laughs> He's like, I could give two shits. <laughs> I was, it reminded me of the dad from Friday. <laughs> you better put some water on that shit. <laughs> oh, Johnny Witherspoon and Rip Cox separated at birth. Kidding, man. But, so, um, but and, and you can kind of hear Patrick Bergen's like accent creeping through when he's yelling at him a little bit. Just a little there, bit. So, feel free to rewind that part of this podcast and listen to that. But yeah, so that subtlety is probably not deserved. So, so they're like Joe thinks they're dead. So, but they're not, and they drive toward a break in again to really end it once and for all. Meanwhile, Job's like, let's do chaos in the streets. And his whole pull, his whole deal, and that's what, like, Egypt and Utopia for Job. Like, Rip Cox just wanted to exploit people, um, whereas Job really wanted people to stay jacked in, jacked off forever. And and so now is his chance to, like, start the campaign. And he does that by just creating mayhem on the streets, right? So yes. somehow he has control over the plumbing in cities. Uh, so water goes everywhere, everyone's crazy. And then he's like spitting money out at ATM machine. He takes over all he's ATM credit goes bad. ATM machines are spitting out money. He can make fire hydrants explode. Yeah, it, it was like okay, I get it, pandemonium. And I think they did a really nice job. I mean, they kind of alluded to it earlier because even like in some scenes where like the hench lady and Rip Cox were talking, and Joe was just there on the TV screen, kind of watching. Um, they really did this send up to Max Headroom in this scene because it was like his face was on all the TV screens. And I was like, man, they are really seriously milking some middle 80s icon for... They're milking a lot of things in this movie. Yes. Ooh, my lap is your lap, Senator. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to milk Max Headroom? <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> Would you? <laughs> Jeez. So, um, so, so they go back to the facility. They sneak in through the garbage, I guess, or something. And they go back to 
the the very recycling chute they escaped from. Yes. This ultra max security business. That's because it's not a prison. It's like a company, but it's all walled up. And so, of course, they have a completely unguarded recycling chute. Oh, I had a question. I was like, yeah. I wrote in my notes. I was like, why did they show people jacked in before and then show them again just starting to jack in? You notice in like the arena in like the big big final scene VR place at the bottom there's like arena for people to be in, right? Yes. They showed them earlier in the movie them people being in there, and then later on they showed people jacking in, jacking. so the progress of them filling it up, which made no sense. Uh, it's called poor editing. Uh, you know what also made no sense is it looked like it was the same kind of background that you see of crowds in NBA Jam. Well, they everybody in the crowd, no, like when they showed them up close, they're just sitting there listening to what Job has to say. Then when they do the faraway shot, they were all kind of like flinging. Yeah, them. and it was repeated over and over, like a crowd, like <laughs> like they like they did like six people and then just copied them over and over and over again. Like in NBA Jam, like they were the crowd in like those sports video games. <laughs> Any sport video game crowd from ooh the late nineties. Pretty much, yeah. So then they rip off. They might as well go ahead and rip off Tron with the cyber bikes. So yeah. they did that, and they get in there. They they have some convoluted plan where they actually sneak up in there. They can't sneak into the big room because he controls the big room, but they can come in on like the the cyber suit. Yeah, Skip Trace explained it away in some mumbo jumbo that really I don't even think he understood. So <laughs> this is the tricky part, kids. Yeah, this is where his accent really snuck out there. He's like, "What? This is the tricky. This is the this is the bit that's tricky." And it's like, oh, I think he's Irish, actually. He's just a pain in the ass. (laughs) He's Irish. He was also, his big thing was sleeping with the enemy. That was his big thing. Oh, wow. With Julia Roberts. So, Cyber Sword fight. Job and Trace fight in Cyber Swords. And and, uh, Trace's Cyber Sword just kind of uh, appeared out of thin air. So... Wouldn't Job not want him to have a sword? This is my thought. I, I have know. no idea. I'm just throwing it out there, you know. But anywho, um, so they have their sword fight, virtual sword fight, whatever. Because Job's got a magic like saber. Ooh, saber's not the right word. <laughs> At any rate, Similar there's some fight. weird like the, the climax of the uh, fight scene. They like somehow Patrick Bergen gets flipped in this weird convoluted way. And he somehow still catches on to... His, to the hilt of his cyber sword catches on the ledge. Yeah, I, I don't get it. I don't know what they're trying to do, but I guess it's cyberspace so you can get away with anything. And, like, like that happens, and Job, of course, he's a bad guy, so he talks a bunch of stuff, and his talks waits too long, and then Bargain does something crazy. He does something like where Job's going to hit him, and he flips up on the hilt of his sword, and his whole idea is he's got to come down on the... On the triangle, the magic triangle. Yeah, and they can fly. So, oh, wait. So things blow up because they do something with the Chiron or whatever. And if crush the virtual, you had to crush. This is one of the things they don't explain among them. Yeah. You have to destroy the virtual cryon chip at the same time you destroy the physical cryon chip. Wow. And so the lady's out there waiting for like the countdown to happen, and she's got like a hammer or something to smash the real one and then Job's got a virtual cryon chip doing the same thing I don't know the, it shouldn't these questions don't need to be asked so at any rate they do that and then I think they fly or something they fly away or whatever 
everything kind of starts breaking down and they're floating around. Yeah, because they couldn't have done that before. They had to ride on their damn cyber bikes. <sighs> they're flying around and then, oh, God, what the... F- so, um, Joe, like, gets knocked out or something happened. And then we find out that Rip Cox is actually the main bad guy of the movie. Because he got earlier, uh, Job sends him and his henchwoman down this hallway, and he turns his face into that guy and says, tells all the security guys to just shoot on sight as soon as they see these people. But Rip, Torn survi- Rip Cox survives. And they shoot him, and then magically at the end, he pops back up with the uh, gun to the head of, what, the little kid? Yeah, somebody, I don't know. At this he, point, I was so angry. I was yeah. like, because no. then it's like something happened, and... Like, the guy got fried, and Job somehow got redemption or something. Well, uh, Job, like, did some kind of one last thing, and he zapped the guy and electrocuted and him. And totally redeemed Job. So, Job, so so they just hang out on the ledge, and Job's hanging yep. out there with them. Well, it's like he blew up all the cyber stuff, and they pulled Job out, and they're all sitting on the outside, like, ha, 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 you know, that kind of crap. Yeah, it. and they're like... Like, do you not realize what Job did? And he somehow regressed. So, like, Job regressed. He regressed. He's now, like, the deaf, dumb, mute kid guy from before. Now, now he's in a completely well, first, different body. Well, yeah, now he's Jeff Fahey again, except he's not Jeff Fahey. Oh, yeah, so. that's right. Because they, they said that they reconstructed his face or something and it ended up being, like, yeah, Matt Fuhrer. That's he, yeah, you know, but now he's back to, you know, his, his day-to-day is going to go back to, you know, just being... Man, this this movie was like mowing over a rock and getting hit in the face with it. Now the I'll say this, I, you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and give the recut guy some points. Well, let's let us let us first let's oh, yeah. first uh, we'll what the original? What do you think? Do not fast forward. <laughs> if you, all right, put it this way, we'll go over the second one in a minute. Based on what we tell you, pick one of them. And I think you know which ones we're gonna recommend. <laughs> Uh, if you don't know already, the the we'll go in detail about this. But right now, the preliminary score is recut three. Yes. Real. Just remember that. Just remember the score. Real version, real version negative five. Okay. So, so that said, um, how how did you like the fan remix cut thingy? All right. Like sixty percent, sixty to seventy percent of it's the same shitty movie that I just watched. Yeah. So let's talk about what's different. Okay, so that said, there's a whole lot of shit that's still there. Now, Mr. Re-Edit Fan... Um, Who shall name him Bob? Bob. Okay, so f- Lawnmower Man Fan Bob. He's like, I gotta fix this travesty. Um, and he makes an honest effort at it, but um, you can tell by the end of the recut that he's kind of like, oh god, it still sucks. <laughs> You can just tell from the way he's editing that he's just beaten. This is like, what, what delusion was I under? It's like, it's like, I can't fix this. You know, it's time to just fall on my sword. But anyway, so at the beginning, he takes some of the stupid, like the dog scene. He cuts that. Um, he skips a scene where they show footage from the beginning of the movie while the guy watches on mini disc. They cut that. That's good. And um, then what they do, they, they do a lot of, they bring a lot of the first movie stuff in, right? And like sometimes they'll show Job doing something that seems kind of mean or bad, and then they will give you some context of where that came from in the first yeah. one. Yeah, like I guess the second it's, one kind of expects you to like know, but it's the first one and the second one are so vastly different. With 
his cut-ins at least makes his behavior makes a lot more sense. So basically, they're just. So this is the thing that was so messed up, right? They're just they're explaining why Job had problems, right? And they actually build a case for Job to be to be more sympathetic toward Job, right? So so that's what he's doing with his recut. Um, is he's like he's showing okay, he's taken advantage of. He learned. He got better. He got smarter. And then he's just like retribution against people who done him wrong, right? Because he was a simple lawnmower man. He got made fun of, so he terrorizes the bully. He was taken care of by this abusive priest who whipped the shit out of him. Yeah. Uh, so he's burned that guy up, and they show you that. Um, he didn't really... wasn't Well, he was somewhat taken advantage of by some housewife in the first movie. Yeah, hence the boob scene, which is another score. It's 4-0, yeah. by the way, for the remix. I'll give him two points for throwing in both. <laughs> for the boobs? <laughs> well, no, not, not for both the boobs. He threw, in two, he threw in two different sex scenes from the first movie. Yeah, so... So, like, hey, you know what? Because this movie, to be fair, the long version feels a lot like a kid version, kind of. It until does. Started, yeah. It really does. It's kind of like, it's, you know, Skip Trace and his gang of hacker ne'er-do-wells, you know? And so... Oh, man, kind of and like, then the one thing that really flipped... Flip my lid. Sorry. Right. Uh, oh, no, there's one thing. Go ahead. I got one thing that really flipped me on my side. Um, so he so he throws in some sex scenes. And you get the little background that Job got smarter, but he slept with his housewife and accidentally like killed her in cyberspace from his cyber sex. That's from the first yeah. movie. I'm like, I won't touch on that too much. But um, he has that, and he shortened some scenes, so he cut out a lot of the Matt Fewer, like, Jim Carrey one-offs, yeah. which... Are annoying. They're interesting to see in the long version, but not that interesting. So he cuts out a lot of the shit, and he shortens a lot of stuff. But the movie's runtime is still about the same, and a lot of it's the same from the first one. Um, and then he tacks on a new ending. Yeah, well, we'll get to that in a second because that's where I asked that question a little bit earlier. It was like, all right, so they give sympathy for Joe, but we'll, we'll talk about that in a second. Well, one thing that blew me around my mind with this edit was I was like, okay. So he flashed back to the church scene, right? So they established that there was something up with the church scene. And then it was like, why the beating? And why does this remixer have a fascination with the, with the beating? Especially like when it's right around like, well, no, that's a different thing. But it's like, why is he so fascinated with the flashback scene? And then another flashback. So he had a flashback within a flashback. Because he's like he's like he got his ass he got his ass kicked and then they flashback again to where Joe like got redemption. So and he told the story of the priest in about thirty seconds by doing a flashback section, and I was like, wow, my mind is blown because he really took some liberties with that. <laughs> he did the, the more we the more we discussed this banner edit, he did a very commendable job. Yeah, I hated the voice modulated though. He didn't need to turn the voice down. That was a pain in the ass. I'm not saying that was the greatest idea, but God bless him for cutting some of this shit out. Yeah, yeah, Ugh. but there's one gaping butthole of a problem I have with this, and that's the end. The end made no sense. No sense whatsoever. I would like to take issue with that. I was like, okay, so in this remix, this recut thing, they spent all this time establishing Job more. Right and not focusing on, you know, Dreadlock Bergman. Right, so it's like great. All right, so they do flashbacks and they're like, oh, you know, 
he was simple and he got taken advantage of. And, you know, he still, he did some evil things. Uh, but you could tell why he did evil things and stuff like that. So they made this big deal establishing about it, a lot more than, like, the original cut of the movie. Where it was like, oh, okay, I have a little more sympathy for this guy. Which would have ex helped explain uh, why, like, Job in the original cut, like, regressed back and he was happy with the crew and stuff like that. That would have made more sense, but no. Not in the recut. The recut, they just show stuff blowing up and he blows up and flies out of his chair. And then you don't know if he lives or dies. And that's it. And I'm just like, why did you do that? Now, I think, this is my interpretation of this guy's ending, he gets blown up, they don't save him, so he's dying and you just get a little flashback of his life. Like his life passing before his eyes and the last thing he's thinking of is being a simple onboard man with his little friend Peter eating Twinkies and reading comic books. Yeah, well, I, but you don't yeah. know, right? Because like the first the first part of the movie establishes that, that Job survived an explosion like that. So it's like, does he survive again? Are they purposely leaving it open-ended for another sequel? Or at least is uh, that what, they, is that not they was this that is that what this remixer wants is a sequel is that what he wants that's what I was wondering. Well, I don't think based on the way it came out before he remixed it, I would say that Bob probably doesn't want any more sequels made. That said, I was reading around and they did approach Grant Morrison to write Lawnmower Man three and four and adapt it into a comic. Oh my god! And they wanted to take a more of a superhero. So but, like, uh, so like Terminator Two. Yes, uh, but he turned in some treatments for new scripts and comic book ideas, and they just rejected them. So, and they were probably needing to make a three and four since they were probably dead freaking broke from the Stephen King business. Oh, okay. But uh, uh, no, that I, I think actually, you know what? I, I would hybrid his two, the fan edit and the original ending. And you do all the stuff, and you get the little flashback of him being happy on the mower, and then you cut to them all standing on the ledge looking at the sunset. Yeah. The end. And then you know he's alive, and then he's back to being a little simple, you know, lawnmower man. But they should, they if he really wanted to go the extra mile, he should have, like, clipped in Jeff Fahey. Because <laughs> so. uh, somewhat unrelated to this, we had a trivia question a few months back with a mystery picture, and... Uh, we had to identify who was sitting next to Pierce Brosnan, and one of our our uh, loyal listeners, Rod, identified him as Jeff Fahey, as all good film devotees should. <laughs> and uh, Rod, for based on that, is probably playing along at home with this podcast because he got his own copy of the Lawnmower Man one and two DVD combo. Woo and uh, unfortunately, he won't have the fan in it, so. No, Rod, right, you have to go find that one. Right. Yeah, good, good luck finding um, it because it's better than the second uh, one. You know, sometimes things happen and fan edits end up on discs and end up in the mail to fans of podcasts. It happens. Uh, it just happens. The, it just happens to the same guy though. So it might happen to the same guy. It might not. That's fine. I, I mean, mean Rod, I, Rod's collecting treasures untold from the Gonzo Prize Vault. So if you others want stuff, you're going to have to jump in. I'm just saying, public service. There's prizes to be had. Don't let Rod shower in all the gold. Well, that sounds bad. <laughs> golden showers. This is real. Bad. I'm sorry. Did you say I'm golden sorry. showers? I did not. I did not. I take that back. Um, he can have all the prizes he wants. There. All right. 
<laughs> oh boy, that really I really didn't mean that. Oh boy. Oh. So so anyway, anyway uh, yay for playing along at home. Now so. <laughs> yay for playing along at home. Sorry you didn't get the uh, the the fan remake. It is out there on the web. I'm sure. It's out there on the web, and I would encourage you to find it. And if not, um, perhaps the Gonzo Fairy God will. You can jack in. You could you could jack in and jack off in the cyberscape, and make, run into we, Joe to find it. Given my poor choice of words earlier, I think Rod is entitled to a new prize, which will be determined after we go off the air. Uh, so. uh, <laughs> it's just that easy, folks. But, See, look, all we gotta do is say something stupid, and then we feel guilty and send you a prize. Boom. Like that, but we gotta know who you are. <laughs> gotta know who you are. Yeah. So, so. the uh, so congratulations for playing along. Um, playing along at home. We're sorry we made you watch Lawnmower Man too. It sucked. But but we know if anybody could sit through it, that probably you could. So that said, um, the I think we voted as well um, for the fan remix cut. The fan remix cut. I think is the better deal. If you have a choice, watch the fan remix cut. If you're feeling bold or sassy, um, go ahead and watch the original or released one. Um, it's uh, not as much fun, although you will get a lot of ripped cocks. Yeah. Are we... The guy does have, that actor does have a name. I just, I don't know. Oh, I can it's, find it for you. Um, I think I still have it pulled up on the. the pulled page. up? What? Pulled... Oh, boy, that sounds bad. Uh, let's see here. Oh, no, that's Lawn More Man 1. Nobody wants that. No, it's not, it's not Kevin Conway. It's, uh... No, where is that? Silly Miller. Uh, Dr. Corey, Jonathan, Kevin Conway is Jonathan Walker. Ah, yeah. Oh, it is Kevin Conway. Oh, yeah, that's him. He's an actor and film director. A lot of freaking deep. He was in Slaughterhouse 5 in 1972. Interesting. Uh, wait a minute. Are we sure this is the right guy? Yeah, it's yeah, the right guy. Yeah. 1942 would be the right age. Do, 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 do. Yeah, he was an actor. He actually had a nice little career. Good for him. Yeah, he was in... I don't know. He was... Was he the mailman in Funny Farm? No. Yeah, he was. Oh, God. He was in... Let's see. He was the mailman in Funny Farm. Um, he was in... He was the control voice in an Outer Limits episode in nine, in the nineties. He was on Star Trek: Next Generation. He was in Gettysburg. He's actually, and he just had work on The Good Wife. On he was in The Quick and the Dead. That's disrespectable. This guy's all right. He's like a real. He's got some work. No wonder he was enjoyable. Yeah, because he's a legitimate actor that I want to see. God's generals. He somebody must have like. He must have owed somebody a favor to be in this it's one. Because everything it's like, He's in Funny Heart, Funny Farm. He was in The Elephant Man. American Loser. Holy crap, he was in the He was in the Lathe of Heaven? Oh. Have you seen The Lathe of Heaven? Uh, no. Oh, my God. I wouldn't do it on Gonzo, guys, because I really like it. It's a TV movie, too. It's, yeah, it's like a, a Lathe of Heaven. Holy crap, I think somebody in, uh, one of our instructors at our high school had, let us watch this in class. Oh, wow. Uh, I don't remember who it was, but, um, oh my, that's him. All right, so that guy's a real actor. Good for him. So, if at the very least in the Lawnmower Man 2 sequel, you get to enjoy a really good actor saying, my lap is your lap, Senator. 
insane iffy dialogue, much like what I said earlier. Yes. But, <laughs> yes. Following in Rip Cox's tutelage. But to be fair. Or Kevin Conway. I didn't write that down in the script. It just diarrheaed out of my mouth. <laughs> so. Oh, woohoo! I think that about wraps it up. I think, it, I think it does. I am blown away. I'm also kind of still trying to get over the fact that the fan remix was better than the actual sequel. Actual sequel? Yeah, no, I was. I was hopeful it would be, and it was. Um, the movie still sucks, and the remix um, still sucks, but it's still better than. It's much more enjoyable. Original than, material. Uh, so. Uh, go find the remix. If you're a lucky fan of us, you might get it. Who knows? Yes. Toot around on your cyber bike and try to pick it up. up, up yeah, so you have your dog, make sure you have your dog load the disc for you <laughs> with its slobbery mouth. So, wow. Um, that, that's in the original. So if you want to see that scene, go right ahead. If you want to see more drawn-out stupid scenes with cutesy with the dog and the little R gang of the future, then watch the long one. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. And well, they put the sequel movies to the rest too. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, anyway, I wouldn't. You know what? I would if Grant Morrison wrote the sequels, I would watch them. Yeah, that's true. That would be interesting. But I would. I'd see. I'd see. I'd I'd read a comic book series based on that. I don't know. I'm talking out of my ass. Anyway, um, that's the two movies. Hey, uh, you found something uh, on your Gonzo vacation for the next one. I did. Uh, it is your pick. Uh, our yeah. correspondent still in some other country. Oh, uh, I should note our correspondent um, has Lawnmower Man 2 in his possession, and he may post something to our page and or Facebook as uh, his opinion of the long version. Ooh, yeah. He does not have access to the fan cut, so he's gonna. Have, his penance for not being on is that he has to watch the long version. Yeah, we told you that. You picked the wrong. You you have to watch the wrong one. Oh, you are in for a, a terrible, terrible not treat. Is not the right word. Anyway, he will share his thoughts in some type of uh, uh, outlet via either our web page, godsguys.com, or our Facebook page. Um, if it hits the Facebook page, of course, we'll announce it via Twitter as well. Jack in, so. Jack into, <laughs> Jack into the, the cyberscape. And... But um, there won't be a fan vote this week because I found a gem and a half. Yeah, are you going to announce it on the interwebs or on the cyberscape, or are you going to announce it here? Yeah, let me tease it here. Yeah, because I don't know what it is either, and I'm kind of excited. Just. Let me use it here. Um, I, I originally shared this with some people. It has to do with uh, classic literature um, and Doctor Who. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I do remember what you texted me, and I know what Doctor Who like person is Wait. in it, uh, and it's not what you think. And it's um, classic literature, Doctor Who. And, uh, well, I dare not say the other thing because that might give it away. Yeah, um, I, I'm going to go ahead and guess. Is it David Tennant in the Babysitter Club movie? No, it's not. It, it, I will give you another Matt hint. Smith and Fudge? Why am I doing Judy Bloom books? Um, did the, did all the, uh, have all the doctors done Judy Bloom movies? I don't know, but that would be amazing fa- fun fact if there was. <laughs> Or, I mean, not to guess Babysitter Club's not Judy Bloom, but um, no, Doctor Who, classic literature, 
And this film came out, ooh, let me see what year. Well, I don't want to tell you what year it came out. It came um, out not in this decade or the previous decade. It's an older, it's uh, it's not this decade or previous decade, and it was rated X. Say. Is that for extra fun? It's for extra fun. Now, keep in mind when they rated movies X before. Ah, okay, so it was... It would, they would probably pass... A lot of movies that were tagged with an X would be... Would probably be an R-rated movie now. So, my last so, guess is this. Obviously, alright, it's rated X. Yes. Uh, Doctor Who character. Yes. Classic literature. Yes. Okay, it is William Hartnell in Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> oh god that, and you know what gray works in two ways there. yes uh, uh gray gray hair all around no it does not black and um, white and i'm not talking about the color of the film now if you want to do your homework i will tell you the doctor who actor and you can figure it out although i will announce it on on the interwebs yes on but the interwebs classic classic literature rated x couple decades old obviously with rated x tom baker that's yes, that. and um, there's more, but that will show up on the interwebs. There's one other thing I could say, and you would just fall over dead. So. Oh man, I'm already on the edge. I'm so, on the edge of Cyberscape. And there's an off chance. I will say this: there's an off chance this might actually be kind of a good movie. Don't know. So, Apparently, no one here has seen it. I don't know it, and I know I've never seen it. So we're going in cold. And <laughs> anyway, don't. Woo! You're just the king of euphemisms tonight. Phrasing, Tim. No, Phrasing. Well, not even that. We're going in cold. In general. Going in cold, to... so we better. We hope. We hope it wets up real quick. So. I I keep lobbing them up. I got my going in cold. <laughs> I didn't. Oh my god! Man, this is not a. This is not a good night. I've insulted our our truest fan, and maybe uh, our only fan. <laughs> Maybe our formerly only. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just oh my goodness. Yeah, oh. go back to mowing lawns. I'm just gonna just gonna mow some stuff. Whoa, oh yeah, what movie? Sh- what song should we go out on? Oh, that. And you know what? Tr- there was no what? like soundtrack to the movie. No, no, not really. It was it was cruddy. How about uh, this one? Let's see if this will work here. Hopefully, there won't be an ad in front of us. <laughs> Oh, wow. That is from the TV show. Or, no, this is from Doctor Doctor with Matt. Ah, uh, Doctor Doctor theme song. Don't fast forward. Don't fast forward. Uh, Gonzo guy slash Facebook, Facebook Gonzo guys, Twitter Gonzo guys. Then don't fast forward. I was feeling so bad.